your bit? Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to Justice Losers Review, the review show that we do with no intro sequence. Uh, I'm your uh, adjectiveless. There it is. That's at least consistent. All right. I'm sure I've given myself an adjective before. Your inimitable host, Batman. Inimitable? Inimitable. I thought I said inevitable. I <laughs> am inevitable. inevitable. Wait, wrong movie. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm Preston. Or Mumblebee, if you want to flashback to... I don't. I really, really don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched we watched a movie, as we, we tend to do from time to time. I'm Preston. We heard, yes. No, this is really just me reassuring myself. I I am... Okay, this is... I'm... Existential crisis over here, just don't mind me. Alright, Preston's having his existential crisis in the meantime. Wow, we are tired. This Apparently the sleep deprived thing's gonna go pretty well. Awesome. Yeah, it's only like 10pm, but we're old now, so... <laughs> Fuck hell. <laughs> Fuck hell? Wow. Anyway, uh, the movie we saw is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, because they thought that would be a good title. Okay. General thoughts before we jump into... Oh, I should probably lay down the rules because yeah, we've actually oh, yeah, got ground rules for how we do this. We do this. It's a review, so the way we're going to do it is we're going to break it up into a relatively brief non-spoiler section and then uh, get into the weeds with a spoilery section. There'll be a hard cutoff in the middle. We'll explain it. Whoever edits this is going to completely forget to put the timestamp in the description, but yep. it's going to... On brand for us. Yep, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it loud and clear when it's happening so you'll have time to... Oh, yeah, it's a solid bit. We do it every time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So you'll, you'll have time to pause your thing or rip your earbuds out or uh, don't know. Whatever else people do and in the 20th century. And if you want to stay, it's enough time for a brief existential crisis. As, like, yeah. As, as I have just proven that you can have one in a solid like 30 seconds. Exactly. I'll see if I can time mine for that that bit. Okay. Cool. Um. Anyway, yeah. General thoughts? Did you explain the good, bad, and the ugly thing? Oh. So the way it's going to be structured we're is... We're great. We're great at this. We've the been good, doing the bad, this for like two and a half years. <laughs> we're going to do it like the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So um, in each section, we'll talk about stuff that two we thought was good. years. Yep. That never ceases to amaze me. It's close to, is... close to three years at this close point. Close to three years. started like, started what, in March? March? Yeah. Wow. And I've been working at my job for almost four years. Yeah. Life went way too fast once I hit college. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about stuff we liked, yep. stuff we thought was bad, and yep. then ugly will be stuff that contradicts its own, own source material or otherwise breaks the rules of its own universe. Yes. Uh, and for this one, I am sticking, I will make observations if I can remember them, uh, from legends, but for this one, for ugly, I'm going to purely stick to canon, which I've been doing a lot of research <sighs> on lately. If you've been listening to our recent episodes... I've just I've taken tangents in like the past four episodes to talk about Star Wars lore. So yep. I'm very caught up on that. Yep. Um. So uh, I've got a I've got a few things, and I don't right. think any of them, not a single one of them, can be in non-spoiler. Okay. Because they are all massively spoilers. <laughs> all right. So, oh, yeah. uh, general thoughts. General thoughts. Uh, no. I. This is. This is the worst of this trilogy. I'm going to say that I think, hands down. I think that's pretty definitive. Um, I'm putting it bottom three. It's not worse than Phantom Menace like the review said. No, it's nowhere near as bad as Phantom Menace. Um, it's an actual movie with characters in beginning, middle, end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 
for different reasons, I'm going to say it's about on par with Attack of the Clones. Okay. It's not... I think it's there. I think it's three tied for two on worst. Okay. And ignoring the Solo stuff. Solo's just its own little branch of bad. See, I didn't hate Solo, and I'd probably put this about on the Solo tier. Like, in between I'll the... say Solo's actually better than this, if I'm being honest. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, um... I didn't hate it. There's actually a fair few things that I liked, but it's got some overarching flaws that just completely kill it as a movie. Yeah. It there it was pacing was just horrible. Pacing like the Really? To me, like it Okay. The beginning of the movie, and uh, uh, we're not going to get spoilers. The beginning uh this is. I don't want to delve too much into this uh, mm-hmm. because I want to save it for the bad. Let's talk about what we did like about it first. Let's, let's okay. stick to our actual good and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked a lot of the micro stuff. A lot of the character interactions were really fun. Yeah, they felt like authentic, genuine character moments that are in keeping with these characters. Yeah. Um, that uh, that kind of playful uh, the 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 playful rivalry between Poe and uh, Finn mm-hmm. that. When it comes down to it, they are very good friends. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's really important that um, you see it in real life where, like, people like, kind of like us, mm-hmm. us, uh, all of our friends, like, we pick at each other. But, like, when it comes down to something that, like, it's really important, all that goes away and it shows the true connection that we have. Yeah. And it showed the true connection that they have. Like, yes, they, like, and, and him, Poe and Ray, like, bickering at the very beginning. Like, yeah. what did you do to my appropriate machine mm-hmm. um but then when things go well at certain points in the movie you see that connection between the two of them uh, the three of them be genuinely happy mm-hmm. um and that's something that's important that i feel like a worse movie would have gone past and they would have been like bickering like making playful bickers at that point, there was a yeah. buzz that I was. I'm surprised I was still keeping. A that was impressive. Sentence. Yeah, I was watching your eyes like kind of go cross as you like tried to zoom in on this thing. That was a solid like 15, 20 seconds of me hunting this buzz, and I kept a straight. I didn't break stride in my voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the character interactions were very uh, done very well. Um. Tiny details too. Uh, there's a moment that. I kind of elbowed you. Uh, did you pick up on what I was saying when I pointed to to a thing? No. Um, you just hit me right in a pressure point on my arm. <laughs> no, that was later. <laughs> no, that was that one. No, I just kind of like. Oh. When I there, there was. Oh thing. yeah, that's yes. right. You got you got what I was saying though. The scar. The scar. Yes. Something about the scar. Not spoiling it. That was a very very fun detail that I liked. That it wasn't pointed out in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I liked uh, I liked noticing that. I didn't notice it until like about three or four minutes after I think it happened, but mm-hmm. that was very interesting. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make a note to myself cause I do want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, about it's uh, what happened with the scar, uh, and it's kind of broader ram- or broader, right? Not ramifications. What's the word I'm looking for? Implications. Implications, broader implications of the, the story arc itself. Okay. Um, so I'm going to yeah. make a note for that for yeah. myself. Um, Scar. While you're doing that, not the Lion King. I'm gonna say, uh, I 
kind of liked the pacing. It felt like it was moving along pretty good. Like every scene would set up the goal of the next scene and they were constantly just pushing forward. It was, mm-hmm. it, it kind of felt like Rogue One in that respect. Like everything was motivated by something that had come before. Yeah. Um, a lot of the big picture stuff was nonsense, but yeah. it, on a, on a micro level again, it was, it was pretty well put together. That, I'm going to disagree and I'll talk okay. about that in the ugly. Um, uh, okay. No. I'll, I'll say this. Act two and three, the pacing was very good. Okay. I think most of act one, uh, long story short, is J.J. Abrams trying to make up for the movie that he didn't have. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> like, either that was several scenes with a bunch of micro scenes within, or there were about ten second scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the first act of the movie was just... I, like, did you feel me, like... Yeah. I was just like, fucking slow down. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Visually, I we expected it to be this good. Yeah. Like, it's it's just the technology at this point. Yep. Um, that being said, J.J. Uh, Abrams does know how to throw a camera around. Yes. Um, uh, there was... There was that one scene that seemed to be very similar to an old movie, and I don't know if that was just a limitation of what they had at the at the set, or <laughs> if it was a purposeful thing. It was, um, it was tracking. It was uh, they were walking off in the distance up a hill, and it was oh, zooming. Oh yeah, in. that one was weird. It was so weird, and I didn't like it. It was very jarring. It was jarring. It was jar jarring. It was. Um, move fast if you move fast and it's funnier i'm sorry (laughs) the look on your face was priceless Uh, it was drawing it was out of place and it was the only one in the movie and it didn't seem to have an artistic point yeah i um, I didn't like it at all it bothered me and it was too long too right like it just all all the ingredients to us to a shot that i hate yeah (laughs) um Uh. The set pieces were beautiful. The the colors were great. Um, even the one, even the the shots where the lack of color is what's most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an establishing shot of a certain of a certain location that it's just dark, mm-hmm. but you can still kind of pick out the important highlights of the light. Yeah, and it was a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say that the visuals. I mean, it it's Star Wars. It's Disney. It's Star Wars. You're gonna get fantastic visuals. Yeah. Um, de aging, I think, has gotten to a point where there are improvements, but there's not much you can improve on anymore. Right. The um, oh god, almost spoiled something. What's a de age that happened? That... There is. I think there's only one, and it's very brief. It's one doubled. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I I don't think it's a spoiler. There's a flashback to Luke and Leia. Yeah. Um, and it's a de-aged Luke and Leia, and it might not have even have been de-aged. That might have just been archive footage from the no. little amount they used. I doubt. I well, look, just superimpose the face on the. Oh yeah. Oh, possibly yeah. I, I guess it was that. Luke looked really good. Leia had a little bit of an issue with a certain lighting light source. Yeah. Um That was. <laughs> if you're remotely intelligent, you know I'm talking about a lightsaber. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that the visuals very, very good. Uh, John Williams, 
He does his things. Mm-hmm. I heard every single theme that I've ever heard in my life in that, <laughs> or in, in Star Wars at least. Nope, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Jaws in there at one point. <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> Why did I do that, Preston? You've done this for two and a half years, and you know not to sing. That was that was bad. That was embarrassing mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Awesome. What else? What else would you like? Um. Not much, apparently. <laughs> the acting was very, very good. Yes, it, um, yeah. All around. Uh, Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why did I? He- why did- I knew it was McDermott from the moment I thought like that. I, I thought of him, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I struggled so hard to like con- convince myself that that's what his name. I think it's. Oh, <gasps> is his name really Ian McDermott? I had a math teacher in sixth grade called, named Miss McDermott, and I never put this together. Huh. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're related because she was super old. I wonder if they're like remotely related. Yeah, same last name. They're both old. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I understand why what I was saying conveyed that point but in my brain that is not the one <laughs> but now it's the one you've made forever <laughs> great the internet's amazing all the mistakes are on the internet forever yep um anyway ian mcdermott he's still got it What's he's he, having so much fun is he doing anything else besides just this you know what this is why i got my laptop and was going to open it up and have it booted up with imdb at the ready but then I um was... daisy ridley is a phenomenal actress and i can't wait to now that yeah now that this shit's done i can't wait to see her in more stuff yeah um i i was really impressed by john boyega yes. he didn't have a ton to do just because he hasn't had a ton to do yeah. across the whole trilogy so far I'm, but he did very well with what he had, I think. I'll be honest. I think I'm going to see Ridley in a Nolan movie coming up soon. Okay. Like, not Tenet, but, like, he likes British, and he is British. He likes British. Um, she's British. She's good. Um, also, he's not – a lot of his, like, favorite cast is going to die soon, probably. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. John Boyega. Uh, Oscar – not Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a – he. Overall, I would say it's a pretty average uh, performance, primarily because there's a couple points that I didn't feel it, but a couple points I really felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple really, really good moments in there. Um, who else was in there? Oh, okay. Shockingly, it felt like, um, my God, Adam Driver. There we go. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to have a lot to do, and it it's weird. There, there was this like kind of he was obviously one of the centerpieces of the movie, but it mm-hmm. still felt like it wasn't much him. He, yeah. It, He's like a secondary character, which is weird because it opens with him. Yeah. Almost like they're trying to make him the main character. Yeah. It just, it, it didn't feel like, yeah, like you said, it felt like a secondary character that uh, the whole time he was there just to propel Ray's storyline. Yeah. And he didn't really get much which i guess he really oh, he got something fucking happening but like it didn't feel like that was the point of the movie it yeah. felt like everything that happened to him or everything he was doing was either consequential or important in the development of race 
Mm-hmm. And that didn't that didn't feel fair to him, especially with how good of an actor this guy is. Yeah. Um, I felt like he deserved a little bit more like attention focused on his own storyline, isolated from right. Mm-hmm. That was an intelligent thing I said, right? That, did that did that make sense? What I was trying to I say. I see what you're saying. We'll dig into it more in spoilers, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, and okay. I I agree. Uh, but yeah, no, he's still phenomenal. Everything he did was great. Yeah, he's very um, good. Cameos were fun. Yes. The, the few that we didn't know were coming were fun. Yeah. Um, I, they're not really spoilers. Uh, fucking, but, oh God, I don't remember his name. Goofy looking guy is Lando's buddy. Um, Lando's there. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's the guy that goes, ah, 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 I keep wanting the... to say Mon Mothma, but that's, that's definitely, definitely not definitely it. Not her. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, pog something i don't know it's something goofy but he showed up briefly um i will say this for the bad you know what uh you know what's very disney like what's that to put a gay couple in the movie but for five seconds yep wow they that's absurd like yeah it's literally just a it's a it's a 20 cent raise Kind of a thing. Yeah. That it's just a, here, yeah, you got it, sure, shut your mouth. Right. What the fuck, Disney? Like, Jesus Christ. It, it really kind of, I'm not even gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am every single checked privilege, and I get pissed off when this stuff happens. I can't even imagine. In fairness to them, for them to do it with in a more major way would have involved laying some sort of groundwork earlier on. And they just, I guess, hadn't planned for that. It There's a difference between making it a pivotal part of your movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a difference between a pivotal part of your movie and making it feel real. Mm-hmm. This didn't do that. This was yeah, a background, two female characters made out, that's it. Yeah. For five seconds. Yep. That's it. Like, have... And there were characters that they established throughout the movie that we'd seen do things throughout the movie, put tiny little things throughout the movie that they care about each other, mm-hmm. rather than they're just doing their jobs and then they make out at the end. Whoa. Yeah. Spoiler. I, th- I think it would have been a little shoehorned either way, but... It's just like... I don't know. I feel like the amount of time they spent on some things that didn't need time to be spent on them... There's... Two minutes total of movie time mm-hmm. could have been spent showing that when things are going on, these two prioritize the other one over other people. Just tiny little things. But it didn't do any of that. Okay. And it, it just really bothered me that it was just like a, right at the end, just tack it on at the end. Let's just have a lesbian couple kiss. That'll satisfy all the allies. Yep. No, it won't. <laughs> Unless you're like just really okay with the fucking breadcrumbs you're going to get. Sorry, ally rant over. <laughs> um, anything else good that? Um, a lot of the stuff is going to be like specific moments and scenes, and is going to get kind of into spoilery territory. Yeah. So, all right, to the bad. I think the biggest problem is that they did not have a coherent vision for this trilogy as a whole. Yes. Exactly. Um, something I was talking to uh, my friend Addison about, I ran into, 
He's the he's the friend that I run into everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, excuse me. I was talking to him about it, and I was talking to uh, my boss actually about it because he's a huge Star Wars fan. How putting J.J. Abrams and uh, Ryan Johnson next to each other in making a movie is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because the way that they make movies from the standpoint of giving things to fans is incredibly different. Ryan Johnson has made it both explicitly like has said verbally to people mm-hmm. and also made it clear in his movies that he doesn't give two shits about fan service. Mm-hmm. His goal is a to subvert expectations, which I, I'm starting to not like that phrase because it said so much. Um, and B, do something different. Play on things. Take different turns at things. Hence mm-hmm. Knives Out. He, he took this genre that was so prevalent forever ago, and he just, like, twisted it. Mm-hmm. And he did a good twist. Have you seen Knives Out yet? Yes. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah, that's right. He did a good twist. I liked that twist he did on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, towards the end, it, you can listen to our review. Go to our go or go to our uh one of our episodes recently. I don't know which one. Listen uh, to them all. Listen to them all. Just go binge the entire thing. Yeah, go listen to the ones we recorded in 2017 where we talked about Knives Out. Um, he does that. He just His goal is to not give fan service. J.J. Abrams thrives on fan service. Yeah. Which is very prevalent in Force Awakens mm-hmm. and all of the Star Trek series. Which he only uh, did the first one. Huh? He only did the first one, so. Did he? Really? Yeah. It's three different directors. Well, shit. Now I now I feel dumb ha! for saying that. You've tanked your own point. But no, it's still, given the first Star Trek is very fan service Yeah. All the time. Oh, yes. Um, Fuck, who did the one where, who did Beyond Darkness where he screams, or Spock screams Khan? I was actually just looking that up right now. Um, and it's but yeah, no, J.J. Uh, Abrams is a what else fuck what else has he done he did um he did super eight which is that's not it's, based on a source material. it is itself an original property but yeah. it also Has is just fan service uh yeah and sci-fi fan service and just it references everything mm-hmm. um oh and, into, into darkness was jj abrams uh, beyond was beyond was justin lynn okay which one was the one that con was yet con was that's into darkness yep Yes! Dang my it! point stands... I've tanked my own tanking of your point. Because <laughs> <laughs> my exact point was the con thing. Yep. Because that is a blatant fan service that is... It's ripping straight from the sort the, the fan original stuff. Yeah. Um, and this movie... Okay, so my, so my original point, putting them two together, is a bad idea because J.J. Abrams is so focused on making this new trilogy so attached to the older trilogies while Ryan Johnson is trying to pull it away as hard as he can. Right. And it's it's just it's light versus dark, but not in an interesting way. Right. It the result, so it's basically you have someone who tried to keep it 100% the original trilogy, then someone who tried to take that movie and pull it as far away from everything as he could, mm-hmm. and then someone who just did everything he could to put it back. Mm-hmm. It's an unbra- it's an immovable Unstoppable force meeting an immo- immo- immovable object. Fuck, I can talk. Um, can you now? 
And the the result is, especially with two drastically different visions, is what happens at the beginning of this movie, which is not a spoiler, but it just felt like J.J. Abrams spent the first act trying to basically give us a summary or a synopsis of what he wanted to do in the second movie. I came very close to leaning over to you and saying, previously on Star Wars. Exactly. It was just, it was incredibly fast-paced. Things that made no sense. Fuck, the fact that Palpatine is back was only said in the in the beginning crawl. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like, the, the fact that he had so much he needed to recover from that he had to throw some big twists first scene was a giant twist and an answer to an earlier a question we had from the first movie mm-hmm. that's absurd no second third scene i don't know uh, it's all kind of part of that one scene yeah what the fuck like it just it this movie i felt treated things very unceremoniously yeah. In several points. Not only in the beginning where it was just this rapid pace previously on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Several times throughout the end, like, there was a death that was unceremonious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. All right. We're, what's the what's the movie I reference all the time where, uh, not all the time, but sometimes where. Uh, no. Burn After Reading. Yes. Which I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but I've seen the scene. Where it's just like a. Ah, and he shoots the guy in the fucking head. Brad Pitt's dead. No, not Brad Pitt. Matt Damon's dead. Matt Damon? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Matt Damon shoots Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's it. They're both in that movie? Yeah, it's the two. It's, yeah. And One it's shoots Coen Brothers? Huh? And it's Coen Brothers? And it's bad? Is it Coen Brothers? I don't know. It might be knockoff. That's not the movie we're talking about. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it felt like that. It just felt like. Yep. Just unceremonious all the time. And it felt like J.J. Abrams was literally just trying to shit all over Ryan Johnson. It was it was a dick measuring contest in the I will say the biggest franchise of all time. Star Wars has the biggest it's, reach. It's not the most money, but it's probably the most uh, culturally no. effective. Yes, um, and it just it's kind of like I the feeling I get. When watching these movies now, like I, I enjoyed Force Awakens. I really like Last Jedi, much to one of my coworkers' chagrin. Uh, wow, that's the first time I've ever said that phrase in my life. Really? I've never no, surely yet. you have. I never have said that phrase in my life. Okay. Um, also, Matt Damon is not in Burn After Reading. Who? Doesn't matter. Um, George Clooney. I knew he was in it. Who George... was only shot? John Malkovich. Nah. No. J.K. Simmons. This doesn't matter. Really? Tilda Swinton? Wow, that's a sex cast. <laughs> Dermot Mulrooney? Yes, I love him in all of the movies. You've seen him. In. You've seen him in stuff. This is, we need to get, <laughs> I'm the one that takes tangents. Stop this. I want to get this night fun. over with. Um, I just feel like I'm in this, mo- in this, in this room with these two guys that just hate each other and they just start bickering and they're bickering like, I just imagine the scene where they're bickering, they're bickering, they're being assholes to each other, and you're just like, I'm uncomfortable with this bickering. But then the camera zooms out, and you're at a fucking wedding, and it's like, not the time, guys! <laughs> this is not the setting where you should be doing this. Yeah. Pull your ego back. Stop. Do some of what you want, but don't put all of what you want in this. 
focus on the overarching story. This is such an important franchise that your it's almost like limit your artistic vision. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Like this, this is weirdly probably a movie and trilogy that would have benefited from more uh, studio oversight. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the case of the fact that this is Disney, Disney was able to pull off the MCU. Yeah. That's just this giant, like, yes, every movie kind of have it has its own tone. That's also because all the movies are focused on different characters. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, my point is falling apart because I almost brought up Thor, which fucking horribly different tones through all three movies. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a common theme throughout the whole thing, especially like in it and it declines in darkness. Mm-hmm. Or I guess really kind of inclines in darkness. Um but it just like you said, it could have benefited from a studio oversight. Kathleen Kennedy is supposed to be the Kevin Feige of Star mm-hmm. Wars. She was in her office just fucking eating pie made of money. And yep. it didn't seem like she was doing anything else for the franchise. Yeah. And we get this. Turns out George Lucas was good for something after all. It, yes. And th- it's weird because, and I'm going to get more into it when we get into spoilers ugly. Yeah. Um, there is a canon to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There is an actual, like, creative director. And I have a sneeze coming. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's been coming for about <laughs> 38 seconds. Um. There's a team that on YouTube lately has been explaining a bunch of like this this stuff that exists. There is a lexicon of what Star Wars is somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when I get into the ugly, how do you let the most obvious things violate that lexicon? It's one thing to let Jedi the Fallen Order violate it, mm-hmm. but when you come to the actual things that are the crux is that the word I'm thinking of? Well, let me let me stop you right there because my understanding. Mid rant, don't do this. My understanding <laughs> is that the movies themselves lay down canon. Canon is adapted around the movies. Yes, the problem is the movies are allow are. I feel like the point of the movies is to lay down the large progressions of canon. Mm-hmm. But when a movie lays down a progression of canon and then. Lucas films puts effort into these other things to flesh that out. Mm -hmm. And then in the movie, another movie later violates that fleshing out. That's when it starts to become where is reality. I'm sorry for the burps guys. I'm drinking a beer right now and I'm super tired. And I drank (laughs) a coffee earlier. My stomach's just like, Hey, let's, let's go out through his mouth today. Um, it's the, there is a fine line between I have the final say period. Mm-hmm. And it's in a workplace, you have your, your boss, your, mm-hmm. who, if a good, if is a good boss is a leader, not a boss. Right. The leader will listen to the underlings, the people that are kind of like feeling in everything. Right. Yes. They're the ones that have the over, over like the, they have the final say, mm-hmm. but a good leader will go, okay, so you said this, cool, I, I can, I'll work with that. What you said is good. Mm-hmm. So when Last Jedi came out, or let's, for a, I'll allude to a forward thing, uh, 
things in the original trilogy is, was were established. Something in the very end of the original trilogy was established mm-hmm. of being able to happen. Oh no, no, fucking in New Hope, something was established to be able to happen. That was further developed a little bit in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and then in can and then in canon in the Clone Wars series was fleshed out and developed more. Okay. Then in this movie, violated it one hundred percent, completely changed everything that. Or like just just didn't uh, uh, didn't adhere to what was established. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but these movies have always violated their own rules, and I I get what you're saying. I guess about, that's a good point. <laughs> I I get what you're saying about violating the stuff that people had fleshed out between movies, but you're talking for uber nerds here. Like the average moviegoer is just going to go and be like, oh, I've seen the movies, and the movies say this is how it is. There there's Nothing. There's no fundamental thing that they're violating because they are the fundamental thing. That's that is very valid. Um, no, yeah, that's 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 100 valid. <laughs> I'm gonna 100 concede that one. <laughs> All right. <That's, laughs> if you look at the movies purely, which is kind of hard for me to do now, mm-hmm. look at the movies purely. I guess it did kind of just stick to its own. Yeah, I mean, and every every one of the Star Wars movies has broken some of the rules set out in the ones before it and changed some of the things. Yeah, um, but in in general, they are they're the final word. They yeah. they define who these characters are, how this world works. Mm-hmm. It's not like the the your comic book movies where these are previously defined characters, and so if you break with their characterization or ba- break with their interpretation, even though it's a like a new <laughs> new telling of their story, it's it it they're they're breaking what had come before. So you bringing up comic books kind of like violates your own point that like the I just when it comes to accuracy in comic book movies, it's you can look at one thing that happens in a Batman movie and go, that's incredibly inaccurate based on this comic, but it's also one hundred percent accurate based on this comic mm-hmm. because comics are convoluted and stupid. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. But the the problem I think that I'm having right now and I. You, Again, I 100% concede well, this okay, when it comes but, to the movies. Okay, let me let me yeah. let me fight back on my point. If you had a Batman movie where Batman was happily married to a woman who knows he's Batman and just lives in Wayne Mansion, she's not a superhero or anything. That would be a gross violation of the comics because it violates the spirit of the comics. It would be a gross violation of 99.9% of the comics. Yeah. That shit's happened. <laughs> it's that's what I'm saying is like the the point that the kind of the difference between comics and Star Wars is like with comics there is just this almost hundred year history of any given character mm-hmm. and it's at the point where pretty much everything's happened at some point mm-hmm. like all right you can there are some fundamental things like uh, Batman has superpowers canonically that's not a thing the point of batman is he doesn't right um but when it comes to star wars if again 100 percent conceded the fact that the movies are the final thing and if you look at the movies fine but if you're looking at it from the standpoint of someone who knows canon there's so little canon now mm-hmm. because they had legends which was like the dc like the comic book world where mm-hmm. there was just so fucking much they've cut out a vast majority of that and kind of and they've truncated what is canon and they've kind of solidified what is canon now. Right. So violating it is a lot 
harder to do because you it's there's less to violate. Yeah. And if you still violate it, like violating the legends, like it, if I wanted to go into legends, there was a shit ton of things that went wrong in this movie in yeah. all the movies. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith violated legends. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking at canon, that took the original, the full saga, the sixth saga, and the Clone Wars and things that were established. It's basically they took the easily accessible stuff and made sense of it. Right. And then these movies violated it, or this movie violated it. They took canon kind of happened after after uh, um, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of like made that work, and then Last Jedi pretty much bears some problems leia flying through space <laughs> but i i have i've gone on off enough about this all right i've ranted about my about okay that. but that was more of just like a fundamental problem with the movie yeah. rather than like the movie itself okay so this got less from a movie review to more of the presence <laughs> problem with the way star wars is going right now um ugly i feel like that suffices for ugly. that'll do <laughs> um is there anything bad anything else bad that we want to um the action was really not great i think Mm -hmm. uh there was a lot of it and as good as a lot of the visuals are i was not particularly engaged for any of the any of the lightsaber fights or any of the space battles or any of even the little land fighting like yeah no i completely agree that there wasn't a red room scene Mm -hmm. there wasn't a duel of the fates there wasn't a battle of the heroes there wasn't a luke v vader is there a name for that uh throne room loses his shit throne room fight (laughs) i guess yeah the throne room there wasn't really any of those it just none of the i don't remember yeah any of them i i think that going off that that's another problem i have with this movie actually go ahead um is actually Star Wars, Star Wars has always gotten by on its iconic moments, mm-hmm. um, the scenes you remember, the scenes that stick with you, and I don't have anything that's sticking with me now. Yeah, three hours, two hours after getting out of the movie. There's one hour thing... and a half. No, wow, you like three, two, one and a half, one. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm far from homing my time <laughs> estimate. <laughs> um. There's one scene that stuck out to me. It's in the trailers. It's when they're when Ray and Kylo are fighting on the uh the water mm-hmm. thing. That was really cool. I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it was it was really cool to watch the fatigue build. Yeah. That was a really interesting. It was different from the duel of fates in the throne room where they're just invincible and they can just keep going forever. Mm-hmm. This felt like something I mentioned. I've mentioned a lot about how much I love the Daredevil series where mm-hmm. he's human. They're human. And just going at it for as long as they did. That's a little bit of a spoiler. Going at it for as long as they did. Well, getting... you didn't specify which way they were going at it. I don't like that you thrusted. The fact that you thrusted was purely just for me to watch and be uncomfortable. Well, I felt like it would have been weird for me to just make the noise. I would have got what you said, and everyone else got what you said because this is an audio medium. I didn't like watching you thrust. That scene, watching them get fatigued, and just, it was like, towards the end, it was just hit hit stop 
And like even the sound of the lightsabers started to get fatigued where it was just yeah. rather than like the the classic clash that we get, it was just like just electric wires hitting each other at at that point and it was yeah. just like everything involved in that fight was getting fatigued. Yeah. And it was really kind of cool to watch. Yeah, that that was um, well done. And, and then and what followed it was actually really cool. I do like the way it resolved. Yeah. Um but yeah, that being said, there's Mm-hmm. I was kind of just the whole movie. I was kind of kind of just generally going along, like yeah, you know, I'm kind of enjoying this scene. Yeah. But there was no moments where I was like, oh, oh. or oh, or yeah. anything. Like everyone can remember, as, even if you hated Last Jedi, you liked the the Red Room scene, and Red Room. I don't know. Red, yeah, that's, I think like the Red Room scene. And did you you give a look? Did you not like the Red Room scene? I I loved it, okay. but I know that there's people that don't because the choreography is pretty bad. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good, personally. That's completely subjective. I mean, art's, art's look at subjective. a look at a breakdown. Cool. It's it's kind of messy. Oh, okay, I guess. But it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but and also the as, as much as you hated the you know the concept of it, the light speed through the uh through the ship. I like it. Was a goddamn beautiful shot. Yes. Like as much as even if you want to be like oh this is how light speed works, okay. I still want that as my screensaver, <laughs> or my uh, just kind of just like that, you know that. Whole yeah. Thing. Um, okay, I think we've sufficed for non-spoilers. All right, I'm gonna go check on the time. Okay, and in the while meantime, Matt just talks of, has his existential crisis for 30 seconds. What should I talk about? I don't, I don't know how your life is spoiled. God, I don't. I I have no. I, I words are not even coming. I'm blank. This is. Oh, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Oh, can I like uh I can't I can't even podcast my own existential crises. This is uh this get me out of here. This is the spoiler bit we've ever done. <laughs> Matt, I'm disappointed in you. I've spoiled the spoiler bit. Yeah. You know, it's actually fine cuz it's fair cuz every time I like leave the room, I've I we have that happen throughout the podcast occasionally. When mm-hmm. I leave the room, you'll just carry it. You'll just riff for as long as I'm gone. And it's kind of impressive sometimes. I cannot do that. When you leave, I'm just like, Matt's gone. Your fucking mouth ruined my bit. Do your bit again. No, I'm not doing it again. It's over. It's ruined. Ah. Moving on. Moving on. Spoiling it. Spoilers. Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Throw so out your to, headphones. Uh, to continue our tradition of spoiling something right after that, Kylo dies. Snoke was some fucking fabricated thing that Palpatine made? I guess. What the shit? He's right <laughs> past that. Okay. All right. I. What? Again, that was just like, he's like, no, I, I didn't like Last Jedi very much. Let's just undo that. It's just two dickweeds fighting in a wedding. It's It'd be so <laughs> much better to just not even address Snoke. Yeah. Just be like, oh, yeah, there's this other guy. Yeah, like, or like Pal- Pal- have Palpatine say, like, Snoke was a failure. Moving on! Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that would piss a lot of people off because we still don't know where Snoke came from. Good. We didn't know where the Emperor came from at the end of Return of the Jedi. Valid. No one cared. But Star Wars now has a as a uh, it has a trilogy to prove the fact that it's going to answer your questions. Like yeah. a whole trilogy based on where did Vader come from, where did Palpatine come from? Yeah, that it's an entire trilogy for that. Yep. Um, 
but so um yeah spoilers good let's what do some good spoilers um i mean i as much as it didn't make sense i liked how strong palpatine can be yeah i just liked that ian mcdermott got to chuckle maniacally while shooting lightning bolts everywhere oh fuck i want to talk about this okay did you happen to see how it should have ended uh prediction no oh my god oh my god what he predicted this like so much of it it's it's weird i'm getting chills okay so well there's basically a star wars theory thing they leaked a script like it's not impressive if someone predicted it because they could have just read the leaked script. Well, so it was like he predicted the Palpatine zapping life from her. Because it was in the script. Oh, was it? Well, all right. Fuck this then. Fuck everything. Me. I try. But you reject my advances. <laughs> Your advances are weird. You come at me with a mace. You come at me with an actual mace. Yep. Like, I'm not going to do medieval weaponry with you. Come yeah. at me with just a strap-on and we'll talk. Okay. Strap-on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, uh, so I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I knew I knew that it leaked, but um, the word nude just came out of my mouth when I said leaked. I am the Senate! I am the Senate! <laughs> uh, that scene was shot. It just... I just never made it. This oh, is okay. a good setting to, for me to explain that again. Yes, please do. So, <laughs> so Gage. Uh, so my friend Gage, who I, people have heard on all the time, he's actually in our um, uh, Booze and Booze, our Catwoman Booze yes, and Booze. Yes, yes he is. Uh, which is out now. Hey, Don't we got one that. of those, yeah. Uh, he... He was telling me how when when he was watching Return of the Sith, uh, Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, there's the, at the end of the Yoda and Palpatine fight, you see Palpatine's robes fall. Mm-hmm. And he said when he's... It's he, Yoda's robe. When he... Or Yoda... Oh, no. You also see Palpatine. No. Okay. Is your, okay, I guess. Uh, I'm slightly intoxicated now. Uh, <laughs> he thought it was Palpatine's robe. And he was confused because why would Palpatine strip down? And he said he had this vision of Palpatine naked running through the the Chancellor's halls in Coruscant going, I am the Senate! Like, with the, I did the arm thing. Like, imagine just, like, your arms flailing up, up above your head, just running around naked. And it's just, it's fucking hilarious. And we reference it quite a bit. Yep. And it's an amazing gauge. You're a golden person, and I love you. And never change who you are. Yep. Never get married. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, holy shit. Uh, Palpatine being super powerful. Uh, wow, we are just tangents today. Yeah. Uh, Pal- Palpatine being super powerful. That was really cool to watch. Um. I didn't like it very much. Didn't particularly make sense. Yeah. It was cool to watch though. Um. That yeah. just kind of goes along with the, I didn't like the plot, but I like the visuals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, the whole, like, I'm going to suck the life force out of you and it's going to make me stronger just feels so out of left field for Star Wars. Yeah. it The force is, in this one, felt indistinguishable from sort of vague fantasy magic. Mm. And before, it's always had kind of its own specific characteristics. Yeah. Um, 
that's one of the things I love most about The Last Jedi is it does a really good job of kind of laying out the rules of the Force. Yeah. How it works um, in as much as of a way as they understand it. Yeah. And this one just kind of like, oh, we can heal people now. We can suck life forces out of people. We can uh, hand lightsabers to each other. I did. That was a very fun moment, but. Mm. Yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, that um, uh, there was other points. The uh, the ground like the ground troop thing, the landing party. I actually really liked that. Landing on the Star Destroyer? Landing on the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I thought that was a really fun little set piece. You know, this movie... Oh, I didn't talk about it. I was going to do a bit at the beginning. Damn it. I was planning it the entire... I was watching the movie and I was planning that fucking bit right at the beginning. All right, so do the bit and you can edit it in front. No. I'm just going to explain the bit. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm (laughs) not that focused on editing it that much. Um, Just like Force Awakens echoing A New Hope, this echoed Return of Jedi so much. Especially the final thing. Like, it was just uncanny. Palpatine shows hero friends losing in space. While friends who are losing in space are a ground party breaking something that's going to help the (laughs) enemy fleet win. Can you imagine? That is absurdly identical. But it's different now because instead of one new Death Star, they have a thousand little ones. Good! (laughs) But it is literally just there's this thing, there's this radar-looking fucking thing that's making this horrifying, scary space thing happen that they need to blow up to stop this horrifying space thing. Which, stupid plot point. Like, I know it would be more of a ripoff, but go with just a shield generator or something. If you've got to do it, like, the navigation system because the Star Destroyers don't know how to fly inside the atmosphere. What? (laughs) Well, and like, especially with the fact that they, can we just like establish that we're moving into bad now? A lot of the good stuff was non-spoilers. I I do have a couple good things I want to touch back on, but okay, good to your um, point. If they had spent a little bit different of a, a different and more time on the fact that they were like, we're going for that thing. Oh no, that's not the thing that works. If they hadn't literally fucking immediately gone, oh no, it's up there. Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot more, like, more tension scarier. Yeah. Have but it was to... just like they just adapted immediately. Yeah. That would have been, yeah, that would have been really fun. Have a couple minutes where they're trying to track it down, trying to find it. Maybe they have someone behind the scenes doing some technical work and they need to somehow, like, goad the First Order into doing something. Or, pardon me, Final Order. Oh, yeah. Which. Fuck that. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. First came the 66th order, and then came the first order, and then came the final order, and I don't know how math works anymore. <laughs> God damn it. That was the joke I was planning. God damn it. Oh, what was order 67? This, this isn't me making a joke. I I should have watched that fucking video. Not relevant. Move on. Yep, moving on. Well, kind of relevant, but not relevant to what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I wish they'd spend a little more time. Uh, do your good points so we can okay. um, lose it in the mud bad. I don't like the force healing thing at all in general. Okay. But 
I like the scene where they're they're in the lair under the sinking sand of the giant snake thing, and it shows up, and everyone panics and is going to attack it, and Ray is like, "Wait, let me try to connect with this thing." Mm, yeah, I I don't like the fact that she had to force heal it, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that she is in tune to the the force that flows through all things and has balance and she's willing to somehow or able to somehow come to an understanding with this creature i really like that moment um i really i i actually i liked the the desert set piece in general quite a bit i hated the stupid slow motion flip over the ship but i kind of liked that okay that was really kind of cool that like her she trusted in the force to do something to i don't know i the alcohol literally just hit my head um so i'm gonna i'm gonna fair warning to everyone listening uh everything i'm gonna say from now on is probably gonna be relatively incoherent yep uh yep and i'm not gonna be as intelligent as i was talking about lexicons i use lexicon yeah in a point yeah you did where it made sense Mm -hmm. and i was super proud of myself so i'm gonna make up for that by just being a dunce. <laughs> so reverting to form, I see. <laughs> yes. No, uh, I, I kind of like that. That was... Okay. I liked that... What's, what's interesting is, like, when that came out in the trailer, I had no idea what was going on. Right. And this answered it, and I was like, okay, no, I get, I like that. I, I like what was going on. That she, like, I don't know. But he's like, oh, there's Ray, the person I am tasked to destroy. (laughs) I'm going to run her over instead of shooting her from four miles away with like, or like calling it an orbital bombardment. Okay. So this, this is another, uh, I guess. And why did she walk out to meet him in the first place? She's like, oh, I know he's coming. I can get in the ship and we can fly away or I can just go walk out in the sand. I don't know. I think this is, I'm starting to. I'm starting to swing back a little bit on my pendulum of like everything's got to be exactly what I want it to be to just mm-hmm. kind of like enjoying some moments while they're there. <laughs> like Palpatine just kind of, you know, zapping the entire fleet with his hands. <laughs> Fucking God, no, please. But like it was kind of cool to watch. And this was kind of enjoyable. Totally doesn't make sense to go stand in front of a TIE fighter. Yeah. But he, he did it. <laughs> yep. Um, that being said, I really did like the them fighting over the transport and then ray lashing out with force lightning that is how you do someone who's teetering on the edge of turning to the dark side Uh at that point at that point in the movie i was like oh i'm very interested okay let's see where this goes Uh, you could i don't know if you ever watch me while i'm watching a movie like mostly constantly do you really you're i you're captivating i can't take my eyes off you i love you I do pay attention, I'll yeah, say, because yeah. you, uh, you react pretty noticeably. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, have you know, have you caught on to the fact that, like, I actually do the stereotypical, like, hand on chin when I'm actually intrigued? Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing that, like, during that. I was like, oh, how's this going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then that happened. I was like, okay. And I just kind of just, like, grabbed my chin. <laughs> 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 We're doing some fun things that you can't see. Yeah. Oh, sometimes we just have some fun behind the... I almost said camera behind the mics that are yeah. just for us. Like, I mean, you know, Matt thrusting at me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I um, enjoyed that. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd let Chewie stay dead. Me too. That's a good, like, 
intermediate death. Like you feel it. It has yeah. stakes, but at the same time, it's not like killing um, Poe or Leia or yeah. one of your real main main people. I was I was simultaneously like, fuck. They're just like they're both trying to keep original trilogy characters while trying to kill off original trilogy characters. So I was like, I was like, I don't know if I like this, mm-hmm. but I was also like. Given the situation, everything, the way it played out felt right. Yeah. That she was like, she screamed Chewie. And she, again, great moment for Daisy. Yeah. Um, But meanwhile, they got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, So it, was, it did a really good job. And bringing him, having him just like, I, I feel like that was an afterthought almost. The rest of the movie didn't particularly depend on Chewie. Yeah, and they don't it it doesn't really like they they well the problem is they wipe out the emotional stakes from it once they say Chewie's back and it's not just saying oh Chewie's back we're relieved Chewie's back she basically forgets about the fact that she genuinely thought he was in there and ended up losing control and she thought killed him. Yeah, like if I like I try to every uh, every Friday night, if I try to stab you mm-hmm. a lot if I actually succeed one of these days mm-hmm. and I stab you, I'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that worked. And I'll be, like, super sad that I fucking killed Matt. Right. But then, like, the next day, he's like, oh, no, he's just in a coma. He's in the hospital. He's cool. And be like, oh, cool. Great. Awesome. See you for the next Friday stabbing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll be in a coma, so it's kind of easy this time. <laughs> but, like, it's thinking you killed someone and having your life, like, feel that pain. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, oh, no, it it didn't. doesn't erase the fact that what you did could have done it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it, like you mentioned, just brushed past that. Yeah. Like, to to make a slightly better example than your your stabbing example. Thank you. If you, uh, say you got drunk and you went driving and you hit a car and, like, you messed up this car. Yeah. You're going to be racked with guilt whether or not the person walks out of there fine. Yeah. Because it's your fault. Yeah. Regardless of and what happened. You, even if they walk out of there fine, you came very close to killing someone. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you had for good? Um, Probably, but I'm kind of finding this is a pretty forgettable movie. Yeah. Me too. What the fuck was that little, like, BB-1? Um, excuse me. I I don't know. I I hate the fact that they're just stacking droid sidekicks on top of droid sidekicks Dude, at this point. The amount of characters they introduced in this movie. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. It was an entire separate cast. It was a movie's worth of characters that they introduced in this. On top of all the characters we had so far. Yeah. We had the new fucking general. Mm-hmm. We had this new droid. We mm-hmm. had this new girl. We mm-hmm. had apparently this fucking new woman in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it, all these new people. What the fuck? Yeah. And a, I didn't give a shit about a single one of them. We have a basically new version of Palpatine even as the, the villain. Yeah. Like, he's an existing character, but he has no grounding in this trilogy. He has yeah. no grounding in the story thus far. And we have the Knights of Ren, which, mm-hmm. okay, when they were like, hey, we're getting more of Knights of Ren in this movie, 
I thought we would get more of Knights of Ren, not just more of six fucking faceless guys with weird sticks. Yeah. That was nothing. One of them looked like Ronin. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing. It was just, to me, it was just six more fancy stormtroopers. And I was like, no, I want to see, I wish the scene where Kylo fought the Knights of Ren. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Ben at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I need to go jump back to good for a second after that. After this, um, I was hoping there would be some like, sorry guys, like, like him talking to them. They were literally his dudes. Yeah, and he's just like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm gonna kill you with this lightsaber that I got out of nowhere. <laughs> Smoking mirrors. Um, that was that was my guilty pleasure fun moment. <laughs> was him her handing him the lightsaber oh, through space and that. time. I hated that. So very much. dumb, very dumb. But I had a lot of fun with that. I, I had a mini grin. Like it just felt like the Knights of Ren didn't mean anything for the movie. No, they didn't. They didn't, and I wish that they they had because mm-hmm. they made a deal about it. Yeah. In the first one, mm-hmm. they made a deal about the Knights of Ren. Fucking make the Knights of Ren a thing. Yeah. Don't just, not just six more, like, fancy stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having some fun ideas for when we do our trilogy of rewrite episodes. Uh-huh. Rewriting these trilogies. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Pay, uh, t- uh, stay, not stay tuned. I don't know. Fucking tune in. There it is. Yeah. Tune in for what we're going to have to do three episodes of us rewriting the uh, OT prequels and sequels. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's OT prequels and bullshit. Um, I want to jump back to good real quick. The scar. Thing. Yeah. So. Kind of scar. a subtle thing. Explain it for people. So. Explain it for me because I don't know what you're talking about. Do you really not know? No. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> I knew that you elbowed me and said something about the scar, but I noticed after Ray healed Kyle after she fucking stabbed him. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna blow past that one. Fifties were nuts. <laughs> Call back to our recent episode. Go listen to episode one twelve. One twelve, where the oh no, it was wild. I fucked it up. The fifties were wild. Um. So when she heals his his stab wound, she also heals his scar. Mm-hmm. His scar goes away, mm-hmm. and I didn't notice it when she actually healed him, but I noticed it when fucking Harrison Ford shows up. Yep, my boy <laughs> that just didn't he didn't so much didn't want to do Star Wars that they that he wanted them to kill him. Yep, and then he was like, you know, maybe I'll do like another three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like touches his face and I noticed like, I think his scar's missing, but I couldn't tell 100% mm-hmm. because his hair was like wet and dampened down and like over, like kind of over his face where right. his scar is. So I was like, maybe his scar's gone. And, like, uh, it was when he was ca- talking to Han that I kind of elbowed you and like pointed at my face. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's reinforced through the rest of the movie that his scar is gone. Yeah. And to me, that's amazing because a, she healed that wound, but also that was the moment that, like Han said, Kylo died and Ben's alive. Mm-hmm. Kylo had the scar, Ben did not. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of my my. Uh, in defense of George Lucas, he did not think about this. Defending why Hayden Christensen shows up at the end of Episode Six because mm-hmm. that was Anakin. Right, Darth Vader was the one. 
like Darth Vader and Anakin are separate people. Mm-hmm. So that was Anakin. And I'll get to that when I get to the ugly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that was a really, really cool and very discreet point. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. That is the sole reason. It's not my second to least favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that alone, that just that tiny scar and that, that, um, j- the fact that, a, her healing healed the scar, and also the fact that, that is reflective of his healing as a person mm-hmm. moved that from my second least favorite to tied with my second least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, going, uh, staying on that same scene, I loved how they resolved it with Leia. I was like, oh, no, she's going to like show up as a force projection and have like a minute-long conversation with him, and it's going to be dumb. Yeah. She just... They, that, she that was the, goes ben that's the perfect way to do fucks it him up. yeah because like he said uh explicitly earlier i think in the same scene like i'm too far gone there's no hope for me i can't go back that was literally like 30 seconds before that okay good <laughs> like i said i'm having trouble remembering this yeah. one um and so her just her no. reaching it's the same scene isn't it or maybe it... no it's when she's in his uh quarters I don't know. I'm also forgetting this movie. Somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're to fucking finish reviewing this before we forget the whole thing. At some at some point, that line is said, or something to the effect of that line. Um, and so when she reaches out to him, it's her way of offering forgiveness, but they can do it super efficiently. Yeah. They, they do a lot of telling with very little. Yeah. Um, and then I love the fact that, that it just distracts him, and then Ray just straight up stabs him. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great moment, and then they kind of pull the punch because hey, force healing, good as new. Also, I just want to say this: a little bit of fun fact for you. Why is Kylo Ren's lightsaber the way it is? Do you know? Because nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the Kyber crystal is cracked. Okay. Which is very, 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 very hard to do to crack a kyber crystal okay uh, they're incredibly resilient which is why they're used because they can withstand a fucking lightsaber um because <laughs> lightsaber would exist without the kyber crystal right um so the reason it's actually split like that and all fucked up like it is is because he actually made something in the lightsaber to divert the energy in such a way that the cracked kyber crystal can survive the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Cause if he just did a straight up lightsaber, it would bust the kyber crystal. But the reason it's not that he wanted, um, what are those called? Cross guard. Cross guard. It's not that he wanted a cross guard. That's literally functional in diverting the energy so that the lightsaber survives. And that's also why the blade is so like jagged is because mm-hmm. the kyber crystal is not good. It's yeah. a cracked kyber crystal. Um, I don't, remember where he got it from i believe he got it from vader's lightsaber but i could have been incredibly wrong on that mm-hmm. um but it the crystal was cracked at some point and when he made it yeah yeah um yeah you seem to be making a, po- a, a point at something or ever a, a word in your mouth no okay Don't uh, think so. moving on uh anything else is bad i mean i there was a I, I talked about my pacing at the beginning where it was just mm-hmm. like, look, Snoke's this motherfucker. Uh, they're doing this thing. Look, there's this like pyramid thing that apparently is a map uh, or a compass. Yep. Um, th- yeah. But let's just put you in this world that I, I had a movie that I wanted to do, but Ryan Johnson 
Yeah. I almost said sheared the sheep. What's the <laughs> what? He screwed That's... the pooch. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Nope. It's cheered the sheep from now till infinity. sheared that sheep <laughs> i sheared that sheep so hard oh my hey. god that is <laughs> that was a golden moment that was oh a... boy if there's anything in our two and a half years of doing this podcast that is indicative of how much of an idiot i am that probably <laughs> takes the cake or that uh that makes the pie that's that's how yeah. i would say that yep <laughs> anyway Fuck. Are we getting ugly yet? Uh, no, we've probably got some more bad to hit. Uh, so there was just like a thousand Star Destroyers sitting on this barren planet. What were they eating? Not the Star Destroyers, the people on them. Yeah, there was a full fucking staff. Yeah. Each other. That's why That Palpatine does seem like was, a Palpatine kind of thing to that's do. That's why Palpatine was so mad that it was taking so long. He was like, at last you've come. It's because like... At last, you've come in. And his brandy was like, fucking, I was about to run out of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a, that, I mean, it's Star Wars. They can, they have, like, rations and shit. She's got that thing that in uh, Force Awakens where a, a quarter portion can be turned into bread magically. Yep. Um, so I'm sure, I mean, it's Star Wars. They've never dealt with food. Yep. Um, except for blue milk, green milk, and that bread that can be moved into something, yeah. uh, and apples or and pears that are sliced very easily and just mm-hmm. oh so smoothly put on forks. Um, what was that voice and why was that voice? Uh, what was that voice? Don't know. Why was that voice? I had a beer. Okay. Okay. To be fair to people that are listening, it wasn't just a beer. A, I'm super exhausted, and B, it was a prairie bomb. Which is, I believe, like 13% alcohol? 11.8% alcohol. So, yeah, that'll hit you. So, it'll get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, yeah, so they don't deal with food. So, that was, yep. yes. Um, I kind of did like that this this new guy, as much as I hated that he was a new guy, mm-hmm. was someone from the Empire that talks with Palpatine. Yeah. He was, like, that guy that was just like, yeah, we got something shared. Like, we're, we're both from the original Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the literally Palpatine, and that's kind of scary, and I'm scared of you. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Hux being the spy? You heard me say he wasn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Bullshit. No way he was. That was just... No. No. From the first two movies, no. From this movie, he just went, I'm the spy! What the fuck? Who says that? Waste of a plot point. Waste of a plot point. Waste of a character. Waste of an actor. Mm-hmm. Just waste of time. Fuck all of that. Like, oh my god. Yep. It just pissed me off so much. Like, I was just like, no, he's not. Like, I literally was just like, no, he's not. He's just playing them. Like that, because to me, up until I guess when he got shot, when it turned out, I guess he was the spy. Um, 
I thought he was a pretty intelligent general. Like he was, he mm-hmm. he was seniority wise underneath just an angsty Sith Lord. Yeah. Um. So obviously he looked bad sometimes, but like I felt like he was a pretty general, like pretty intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was him just going like, yeah, these stormtroopers are fucking foot soldiers. I could shoot them and like get them trapped. Yeah. And I thought that's what's going to happen, and then like. So when he was like, I'm the spy, I was like, so he's not. <laughs> when you say I'm the spy, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Who wrote this movie? <laughs> uh, Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, Derek Connolly, Colin Trevorrow. Glad he got a credit. Huh. And it's based on characters by George Lucas. Okay. I'm going to say this. When that popped up on the screen, I was like, that feels like a giant middle finger. Like, mm-hmm. these are the characters that that George. About three of the four, four of the characters in this movie are based on George <laughs> Lucas's. We're gonna fuck them all up by you know wiping one memory, making one completely useless, making one dead, and making one apparently just a god of the force. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's just let's just shear that sheep. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I I uh, I'm confused. It didn't feel right. That kind of whole thing pissed me off. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Um, I anything mean, else that's bad? It's kind of how you do it. If if you... Come up with one thing that was really bad real quick, because I just want to go check the... I, I don't want to lose all this. Okay. This is... I'm struggling here. There's... Okay, we're good. No, okay. We're good. Aha! You didn't have to come up with anything. So good what play. was that audience thing in the Sith Amphitheater at the end? What, who are all those people? What? Why were they there? Why are they so excited? So I, I take it we're kind of transitioning into the ugly. Let's let's do a little ugly. Who the fuck knows? Um. So the Sith was the the rule of two did not always exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule of two, I believe, was introduced by Darth Bane. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but Darth Bane was one of the early Sith Lords and he's the one that instituted the rule of two because he felt threatened by everyone else. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm just going to put a a caveat, a blanket. Don't quote a blanket. Don't quote me on this thing. I could be wrong. I'm not going to put the don't quote me anytime I talk about DC because fucking I am the, the, the knowledgeable of DC. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a lie. Uh, (laughs) But I, but it was a relatively recent thing uh, for the rule of two. So that said, before Darth Bane, there was a fuck ton of Sith. And given that the point of that whole kind of like late act three was the fact of Palpatine being the Sith and having all of the Sith with him, I think that's what that was. It was some in uh, some intricate projection via the force, the dark side of the force of all of the Sith that have come before. Okay. <clears throat> so if you think about it somewhere in there is Darth Maul is Dar- uh, Count Dooku is Ventress is Jar Jar is uh, Darth Vader. Uh, like they're in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but again, I mentioned an intricate, I, I would, I would change that word intricate to more abstract. Okay. They're just, faceless representations of how many of the Sith have been there before. Okay. Um, 
I did not understand what they were saying. I think they were speaking the Sith language, which, to my knowledge, didn't exist before this movie. Um, it's. I think it was. Is aren't the lyrics to Duel of the Fates? That's Sith uh, language. That's uh, uh, se- It's it's a name for it. It's an actual thing. Uh, okay. Ster- so it's with an S. Sith no, language. Se- uh, Sithish. No, it's a real thing. Um, it's gonna come to me tomorrow. Yep. Uh, sit, se- se- Oh, Amber Alert. I'm probably getting it too. Yeah, my dad is too. Shut up, dad's phone. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's the, there's it's an actual language. It's a it's a thing that. How do you not know this? You were a composition major. It's like it's it's a language that was used to put words to just songs. Like it was a different language. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, Duel of Fates. It wasn't Sith. Um, uh, yeah, look up Duel of the Fates uh, language. Um, but I think that's what that was. It was just an abstract representation of all the Sith that had come before. Um, oh, it's, uh, interesting. Um, the lyrics are based on frag- a fragment of an archaic Welsh poem, but sung in Sanskrit. Sanskrit, there it is. Which is a real language, not yeah. a made-up singing language. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I knew it was language, but I, I, uh, okay, I guess I mixed up, like, John Williams has used Sanskrit a lot in... Star Wars, I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Don't look it up. Please don't make me look more stupid than I already do with fucking Shear the Sheep. Um, but yeah, so that's that thing. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this ugly segment with beautiful. Okay. And it's something that my initial knowledge of uh, – my initial knowledge would have told me was ugly. If my initial knowledge was real or was, was accurate, would have been ugly. But reading back into it is actually really interesting. So I've mentioned this in episodes before, but if you're not listening to episodes, uh, quick uh, crash course. Lightsabers are – lightsaber colors are determined by the by the kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. Kyber crystals, when you find them, are clear slash white. And they change color to reflect or amplify the user's connect uh, connection to the force. Okay. So green lightsabers are for those who are more in tune with the Force. And you, the examples of those are Qui-Gon and Yoda. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, who was one of the first people who, were a- who was able to come back, essentially, from the Force. Mm-hmm. Though he hadn't perfected it yet, which was he only came back as a disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoda was fucking Yoda. Blue is for people that have a more physical connection with the Force, and they're the best fighters, which is why you get something like Battle of the Heroes between Obi-Wan and Luke, or Obi-Wan and um, uh, Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get people like Kit Fisto, who is historically one of the most scary fighters in the world. I talked about how the clones were terrified to do Order 66 on You're him. You're talking about Coyote Mundi. Kit Fisto has a green light. Shit, paper. sorry, I meant Coyote Mundi. <laughs> uh, Kit Fisto has a green. Um, uh and red lightsabers come from when you are when you make the kyber crystal bleed when the kyber crystal reads the tormented soul of the user and it begins to bleed okay what's interesting is a purple lightsaber is someone who is a phenomenal fighter but also starts to kind of like touch the edge of the of the sith of okay. the dark side um 
Mace Windu. So if we're talking real, Samuel L. Jackson just wanted a different color lightsaber. Yep. They made that work. He's a phenomenal fighter. He's a powerful fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin even mentions it in Attack of the Clones that he's one of the most powerful fighters. Mm-hmm. But he is actually has a uh, a variation of uh, lightsaber fighting form seven, which is the closest to light, uh, the dark side of the okay. force fighting style. So he actually the lightsaber reads that, or the kyber crystal reads that he's kind of starting to touch the edge of the dark side okay. and turns his blue lightsaber purple. Okay. Um, the fuck does green and red make? <laughs> brown? Yeah. Because <laughs> like we don't see any brown lightsabers because, like, actually, that kind of makes sense because people that are more in tune to the Force, uh, like... They're going to be more peaceful. Peaceful and wise, yeah. Yeah. Um, yellow lightsabers. So, blue lightsabers are guardians. Mm-hmm. Red lightsabers, or green lightsabers are motherfucker. I don't remember... I can't remember. Um, yellow lightsabers are for sentinels, which kind okay. of combine the two of them. And so sentinels are people who don't, who they, who they focus both on texts and skill, but don't perfect one or the other. Mm-hmm. And, my initial understanding of yellow until uh, until I had researched it more was that no one knows where yellow came from. The the, the where I learned it said that uh, no one knows where yellow came from. It's passed down massively from generations. Okay. Um, and it's just kind of handed to people who just need a lightsaber, and that's why the Jedi Guardians are all yellow, or the, sorry, the uh, the Jedi Temple Guards all had yellow uh, lightsabers. Okay. Is because they weren't like Jedi masters or Jedi knights. They were just there to guard. So they just mm-hmm. needed a lightsaber. So it was just like crystals that they got. They, they were just given to them, mm-hmm. which is why they were all yellow. But given that it's called that it's yellow for a sentinel, it makes a lot of sense for Ray throughout this movie because you see her reading books mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. She's the only person in the movies that you see reading books. Mm-hmm. So she's very focused on text. But she's also a fantastic fighter. Mm-hmm. So she takes... <coughs> God, excuse me. I've been dealing with, like, bronchitis and, like, chest flip <coughs> all, all like, two weeks. Um, given the fact that she's a great fighter and she reads a lot of texts, I think that lightsaber is purely built by her and she got her own kyber crystal and it went yellow. Okay. So that is actually a beautiful, like, where it's, it's such a niche bit of knowledge mm-hmm. that... People would just go, oh, cool, lights, uh, yellow lightsaber. But, like, if you know the fact of the Guardians, Sentinels, and the uh, whatever the green ones are, um, you would know that this means she's a Sentinel, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, it vaguely kind of, to me, is reminiscent of the Grey Knights, mm-hmm. which super disappointed that didn't happen. But also I'm fine with her being a Sentinel. That's That's kind of cool. Yeah. I was also I pointed down. I don't know if you saw me point down. Mm-hmm. I was pretty certain. <laughs> I was pretty certain it was going to be a dual bladed. Looked like it. It looked like a dual yeah. bladed. Maybe it was, and she just didn't activate it, and it was people who noticed. Yep. Yay. We'll get an episode ten. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So ugly. Kylo disappearing. Nope. Should not have happened. 
100% should not have happened. That is a blatant violation of the way that the Force works. Okay. So people who are able to come back as Force spirits, Force ghosts, mm-hmm. are people <laughs> are people who have, have trained in that extensively. Hang like... on. Hang on. Hang on. I will, I will get to okay. that. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'll get to that. So the first person to be able to do that was Qui-Gon Jinn, but he mm-hmm. didn't come back as a Force ghost. Like right. I mentioned literally like 10 minutes ago, is... I'm breathing a whole lot and my throat's getting dry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was only able to come back to an extent as a disembodied voice to Yoda and Obi-Wan, who then were able to learn. Like, so he wasn't able to disappear. He didn't disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back just as a, like his voice came back. His body didn't come back. Okay. Um, he trained he had been training Yoda through the, through the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't see that. It's something that's uh, a canon behind the scenes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda says to Obi-Wan, someone who's learned to come back from behind, the, uh, come back from beyond the force, an old master of yours. And he's like, Qui-Gon! <laughs> like to spell it out to people. Um, then Obi-Wan spent presumably the next 19 years learning how to do that. Obi-Wan immediately disappeared when he died came back immediately as the force mm-hmm. yoda disappeared when he died came back as the force darth vader did not disappear when he died he died was just there mm-hmm. obi-wan and yoda actually pulled him in so they in okay. canon when he died presumably after his fucking body was burned mm-hmm. they actually did what they could because they were very powerful force users mm-hmm. to uh, given the fact that darth vader redeemed himself right at the end they pulled him back okay and they were able to do that for him mm-hmm. anakin did not have that training but they could do that because they were that in tune with the force and that folk that knowledgeable of that ability mm-hmm. doing that is 100% light side of the force focused. Okay. So given that Kylo Ren was like early in his training when he went berserk Mm -hmm. and went dark side, there is no way that he would have learned that from Luke. Luke would not have like, that's an, that is such an absurdly advanced knowledge of the Mm -hmm. force that he would have not have been there. He would have not have been there have there. Unless they pulled him out. That's the thing, though. They pull... Yeah, well... You'd think his own mother wouldn't pull him out after she redeemed she didn't him? Have the, she didn't have that either. She didn't have that training. Why that not? we know of. Why wouldn't she? Because that, that, would have, that, would have been, that would be a deus ex machina if I ever fucking heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, no, okay. it fits valid. within the rules of the story. She it's valid had training. It's, it's valid that if we're going based on the fact that Darth Vader happened, it's valid that he could be pulled from redemption. I don't know. It's, the thing is... Ah, fuck. The reason that I have a problem with it is because if Darth Vader didn't disappear, mm-hmm. the explanation for that was that they pulled him. Mm-hmm. But Kylo disappeared. So why did Darth Vader not disappear, but Kylo disappeared? Okay. And that, that's just where it's just like, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's that. Uh, there was 
what other thing? Shit. Oh, no. I uh, The Force Ghost having uh, Luke being able to grab the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not how that works. But they apparently they established in Last Jedi when uh, Yoda hit Luke with his staff as a Force Ghost. Oh, yeah. But apparently they can do that now. <laughs> so. Yeah. So really, that's the Last Jedi's fault. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um. Oh, I had one more thing, and I cannot remember it for the life of me. Wow, we have to record a whole other episode after this, don't we? Yeah. Fucking kill me, it's dude. It's a good thing we haven't seen any movies this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally, I well, you've been going on and on. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I'm glad that my, uh, my Star Wars knowledge is so encapsulating that you've been paying attention to every word I've said. Yeah. I've literally only rated 16 movies on IMDb from this awesome. year. In previous years, it's been like 50. Yeah. So, long story short, not not fantastically accurate. Does some really niche stuff, but it's it didn't do a whole lot to branch. It didn't do a whole lot with the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Except Palpatine. The whole like. Palpatine zapping the things and pulling the life force out of people. Oh, and now there's force healing, healing. and force healing um, was a whole lot in legends, but in the, uh, in Canon. So for people who don't know, there's star Wars legends and there's star Wars Canon. Star Wars legends is everything that existed until Disney acquired Lucasfilms. And then they basically just like went, all right, every, almost everything that exists is just going into legends and we're going to restart Canon, which was a pretty good idea. I'll be honest. It mm-hmm. made it yeah. more simple. Um, force healing up until Wednesday did not have an occurrence in Star Wars canon. Today's Thursday. Today is Thursday. Yesterday, on episode seven of The Mandalorian, little baby Yoda did some force healing. And that was the introduction of force healing in this universe. So now, suddenly, force healing can fucking bring people back from the dead. Yep. Which, thank God, they didn't cure death. Yeah, well, I mean, they make it explicitly clear at one point that it's like a transfer of force energy. Yeah. So if you're bringing someone back to life, which I still don't love, but um, force energy isn't life it's not, energy. Yeah, it's not really how it how it works. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole point in Revenge of the Sith where did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I'm going to say I'm going to jump back to good for a second. That was fucking hilarious when he was just like uh the dark side of the force has power some consider to be unnatural. <laughs> and I was just like yeah, you're about to give the fucking Plagueis speech again, ain't ya? Yep. Uh, my parents are asleep. I'm sorry. You know, coming. it's it's possible that that is I mean, this is going to be very stupid in the context of the movie, but it's possible that's what intended is that Palpatine did learn the power to create life, and it's really Mm -hmm. just the transfer of energy, and then he taught that to Kylo off-screen. We might be supposed to get that from what we've seen. Yeah. Still stupid, because apparently Rey can force-heal also, and a literal baby can figure out how to force-heal. Yep. But their connection to the force, Matt. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God. Yeah. I think I think I have one other big picture point I wanted to make, which is that the the nine episodes of Star Wars that we have 
The original trilogy tells a classic good versus evil story of the scrappy underdogs uh, beating the powerful villains who uh-huh. are sort of flip sides of the same coin if you go to the Jedi versus Sith conflict. Yep. Then that raises a question. The Jedi were guardians of peace and order in the Old Republic for a thousand generations. What the heck happened? Yep. How did they actually fall? And so then we go back and we see the prequels, which, if they were done better, would have been a perfect encapsulation of how a nominally and legitimately forced for good can become self-corrupted and destroy itself Mm -hmm. and allow the takeover of evil. And so then the sequel trilogy is supposed to be rectifying the mistakes of the past, um, learning from their failures as uh, Last Jedi explicitly makes thematically clear mm. and sort of resolving <clears throat> resolving that and f- coming to a, a new solution where things are a little more balanced, a little less dogmatic, and a little more in tune with the, the real force. Yep. Uh, <coughs> and this <laughs> this movie... This movie felt like it was not making any attempt to address the mistakes of the past. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm starting to get super tired, so this sleep-deprived thing is going to be fucking perfect. All right. Um, I kind of wish that Palpatine had told the story of Darth Plagueis, mm-hmm. but different. Yeah. Because I'm starting to realize the theme for me is, like, I love to see two of the same situations done differently. Because you should really watch Rashomon. What? You should really watch Rashomon. Why? I don't know what that is. It's a Japanese samurai movie from the sixties where the entire story is just the same story being told from different perspectives. Oh. Alright, because I like that. Like Yeah, started the well, whole thing. Well, like this one, I like the implications of the same thing being done differently. Mm-hmm. Uh <coughs> the implications internally. So if Palpatine tells the story of Darth Plagueis but tells it differently. Mm-hmm. And tells it something a bit more personal to Ray, mm-hmm. then that means we don't know what the true story of Darth Plagueis is. Right. He's using this existence of Darth Plagueis to manipulate someone. Right. And that would be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Hey, we didn't get any of that. Yep. <laughs> we don't know how we got the scars. Yep. Yep. All, All right. right. Let's wrap this up. Shallst we? We shallst. That's my job. Thanks, guys, for listening. I apologize for like the last 15 minutes where I just started coughing atrociously. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow and whatever all those things are. I don't know. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. uh, At Justice Losers Pod uh, for the two that have a handle. Um, If you have your opinions on how uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker and maybe can explain to us where the fuck the Rise of Skywalker comes from. Because she decides to be a Skywalker oh, at the, the end. shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's how that works. If you can explain to us how that <laughs> name make, makes sense, uh, it would likely take you a lot, a lot of characters, more than 150 characters. So email us at uh, justicelooserspod at gmail.com. Um, we're... Yeah, I think I hit all that stuff. Everything uh, that we're probably, in. yeah. Um, yeah, just comment on shit, do things, be fans. Thanks yep. for listening. Bye. Bye. Do we do four or five? Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>